0: Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host Sandra Champlain, author of the best-selling book called We Don't Die: A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And I want to talk about a little bit of magic. And the magic is, and my new friend that we're bringing onto the show today. I met her on Facebook. Her name is Anita Pacho, and she is a flight attendant, and she's a medium. And just one thing I want to mention about Facebook, I know there's plenty of social media sites out there, but it's the one I'm on most. And I just started a Facebook group called We Don't Die Listeners and like I met Anita just magically you meet seem to meet the right people I want to encourage you to join our community and uh, be part of it you just I think we're going to meet some best friends for life and I know not everyone can meet me in person this September uh, but I will be speaking at the afterlife research and education symposium in September in Scottsdale Arizona and I'd love to meet you there of course too in person you can find out about that On afterlifestudies.org. Anyways, back to our show. I know I'm all over the place because I'm excited because Anita and I have been messaging each other for quite a few weeks now and we have become friends. So I am super excited that she's a medium uh, and I'm excited that she's just got a lot of love in her heart. I love having this new pen pal. And I just know you needed to meet her. One thing about Anita is she is passionate about sharing the fact that the spirit world does exist and that they give us encouragement and strength to believe in ourselves. And that's where the real treasure of life can be found. So today, she's coming to us from the Loire Valley in France. So Anita Pacho, welcome to We Don't Die Radio.
1: I'm delighted to be with you, Sandra. Thank you for this opportunity.
0: It's so great to talk to someone voice to voice when we've been messaging each other for so long this is cool
1: absolutely yes
0: yeah and i don't even know where we first met was it on the arthur finley website or, or the facebook group i don't even remember
1: i am not sure it, it just i i think i made a comment on um um you you were talking about mentioning scott uh, milligan oh, scott milligan i am such a big fan of him as a person and his work um, and i just wanted to um to thank you for speaking uh speaking highly about him
0: oh thanks thanks and for those who don't know scott milligan is one of the few physical mediums um well i'm sure there's more than a few on this planet but he's one that open is open and he teaches and he's just as authentic and loving as can be um Yes, he's, he's fantastic. His website is scottmilligan.net. If people want to find out more about him. Well, Anita, how does your story begin? You're over in France and I know you, come, you travel a lot. You're a flight attendant.
1: I, I am. Um, I've been for the last 25 years. Wow, terrific. Yes, uh, a long time and at the same time a very short time because time goes by so quickly. Doesn't it though?
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Um, But you are definitely a global woman. Almost. (laughs) Now, are you from France originally?
1: I am. I was born in France but from Spanish parents. Okay. And my story starts almost... 47 years ago in Paris, where I was born, from a a Spanish father and mother, and um, my my Spanish parents were immigrants, hard workers, and having very much the priority of work in mind. Um, A mother who was um, a devoted Catholic, and a father not really wanting a religion, Mm. Uh, my mother had constantly premonition dreams, and uh, her mother, my grandma, I found out much later after her departure, was a medium and a healer, and she played an important role in her small village in the mountains in some part of Spain, uh, where she was assisting um, people were mourning the departure of a loved one. She also had knowledge of plants and was able to communicate with nature. Um, being in two different cultures and uh, um, between two parents, that uh, one was religious, the other was not. Um, I, I knew from an early age that there were choices to be able to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in different cultures and... Um that allowed me to perceive the world through different angles. Um, and if I may um, go now in the future, a sure. few years ago, thank you, a few years ago, about three or four years ago, I had this uh, strange recollection from my childhood. I think I was about three or four. I saw myself very, very young and i had the ambience of my house where i was uh, living as a child and i felt very much an observer of my world an observer also of my parents and i had this very strong knowledge that i came from somewhere else and i was here just for a time being that my parents were borrowed and they were not god but just people with who I would pass a certain time and learn important uh, lessons in life. So um, I very much been um, feeling much more being in the spirit world than really in the in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my job—you uh, know—you don't have your feet on the ground. You're kind of in the air, yes. and in a place where time doesn't really exist. You know where you depart from. You know where you land, but in between is like unknown territory, and you don't know how the ambience is going to be. Right. Um, that those twenty-five years being a flight attendant has been teaching me uh, so much about human beings, um, faith, um, but also about two other things, and you just mentioned one of them, which was quite amazing. You used the word magic at the very beginning, and I really feel my life has been full of magic and miracles. Ah. Um, so many of them. I, as a little girl, I had lots of experiences. Um, I, I was sometimes put in certain uh, situations where were a little bit difficult emotionally for me. Okay. And I um, experienced uh, light, I experienced words, I experienced warmth from the spirit world who were just coming closer to me reassuring me guiding me and letting me know that all that had a reason to be i would grow up i would make my choices i would have my life and this was a very strong learning process and i keep that very dear to me um i for me spiritual world it's it's not a thing that I try to convince others. It's, it's, I came to this world knowing um, that I came from somewhere else, don't know where exactly, but not from the vibration where we are right now, and that we all connected. I, I feel that very strongly. Um, I, in my childhood, spiritual world was there every day. Wow. Every day, um, giving me signs, talking to me. Um, I mean, it was it was just very vi- vibrant, and I enjoyed very much being on my own. At school, I didn't really find my place with others. I didn't find their games to be fun and enjoyable. I was kind of, you know, the little bit of a stranger Mm -hmm. normally I was kind of a foreigner but I was also a bit of a stranger Um, and every time I felt a bit of sadness of of because of that I had this warmth guidance reassuring me like no you are unique you're special don't worry your time will come for you to understand why you feel so out of place um, then in my teenage years, I kind of lost. I, um, I was probably too busy, um, with, um, studies, your body's changing, mm-hmm. um,
0: being a, teenager. <laughs>
1: being a teenager, then I, I moved to a, a different school in another part of France. I did a hotel management school and then I started living, uh, in England, uh, where I worked in the hotel industry. And when I arrived in England, suddenly all this um, magic from the spiritual world came back and resonated again and was very present. And I, many years ago, I remember I was a housekeeper at the Waldorf Hotel in London, and I had so many experiences in that hotel. It was just definitely magical and
0: unbelievable. Like what kind of experience do you mean?
1: For example, well, um, I was working in the hotel and I was living in the premises. The very last floor of the hotel was uh, a staff accommodation, so lots of rooms um, for different employees. And um, this was a very strong experience. One evening, I was almost ready to switch off the light and, and sleep and close my eyes, and I was just, I think, flicking the pages of a of a magazine. And I throw the magazine on the floor. I switch off the lights. I just put my head on the pillow. And almost a few seconds afterwards, not even had time to fall asleep, I started hearing this uh, beautiful music. The sound was... So um the the sound was like crystal crystal clear mm-hmm. it, it was like angelic voices and and i was thinking oh how beautiful this music is but where does it come from mm-hmm. i i was wondering where that sound came from and i was your your mind is such a clever computer it quickly detects you know, like an alarm signal, okay, okay, we've got a problem here, what's the what's the solution? And I was thinking, okay, does the music come from my neighbor, from um, next door? And I thought, no, next door is the bathroom, and on the right-hand side, I had no neighbor. And I thought, it doesn't come from the corridor. And suddenly, I realized the music was coming from inside of me. Wow. The music was not outside going inside my ears. It was inside of me coming out of my ears. Incredible. And I thought, how can that be? I mean, this is, this is just impossible. We, that's when I feel we are so limited with our understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with great imagination, we don't allow sometimes things to take place. Anyway, the music was so beautiful. It totally relaxed me. I was almost floating. I thought, oh, it doesn't matter where it comes from, it's just so beautiful. And I was floating for a few a few seconds. As the music was starting fading away, suddenly I have this face of a lady next to my face on the on a pillow. Now just to remind you, I switched off the light and I'm thinking if I'm on the, in the dark, how can I see the head of this lady yes. like there's a bulb inside her head I mean she's so luminous and I thought oh my god she must be here for a purpose maybe I need to play a role maybe I need to do something mm-hmm. and I was like okay pay attention she's talking uh, Try to understand what she's saying and she was not looking at my eyes she was looking um, below and she was speaking rapidly I could not understand and my, not my patience, but before I I got scared or starting to panic, mm-hmm. I, I started asking her, please go, go away because you're scaring me. I don't know who you are, but you need to go. You need to go. I don't know what you're saying. I can't help you out. And suddenly, as she disappeared, the beautiful music came back. And I felt like, oh, I can relax once more. This music is just so beautiful. And I totally floated again a second time. As the music again started disappearing, she, this woman, appeared again. Now, the second time... I ran out of possibilities, so I was less patient with her, and I hope she has forgiven me. But I quickly asked her to to leave because I could not deal with the, with, with the problem. Um, so she disappeared. The music was back again, and then, as the music left me completely, I I don't know how, but I had this awareness that the music wasn't coming back and the lady wasn't coming back. So I jumped out of my bed, switched on the lights, and then I was walking in the corridor like a crazy woman until someone saw me and thought, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? Sure. You are white like snow. It's mm-hmm. some, and, and, you know, in the morning when I woke up, I had no recollection at all about what um, took place in the evening. So I was a housekeeper there. I started my work in the morning. And when we had our first coffee break uh, with the other housekeepers in that morning, one of them said, so how was your last evening? Did you all have a good time? My goodness, did not play magic, those words. I went back. And I felt everything like in in a, in a very high speed. Mm-hmm. It, it was only a few seconds, but I became totally white. And so my colleagues were a little bit worried. And they asked me, oh, are you all right, Anita? And And I thought, I don't care if I'm going to be ridiculous. I'm going to tell them what took place, what happened. Okay. And I think that day I really made a decision of not caring if I look ridiculous to people. If um, if my stories, you know, um, some people don't believe them, it's fine. Uh, you never know where you're going to plant a little seed. Someone is listening to you and maybe True. that can help them uh, discreetly. So anyway, I'm as I'm telling them my story, one of them says to me, Anita don't worry you are not crazy by the way I had your room before you were in in that room and I also saw the lady a few times so just to let you know you're okay wow (laughs) I (laughs) know and that was that was wonderful to hear because I thought oh that's I knew magic existed Right. I knew things can happen. Uh, I I know very little, but I am so ready to learn so much more.
0: Wow! Did yeah. that start you on the journey of? Uh, did she ever come back, the woman?
1: No, 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 she didn't. Other things took place, like this hotel. Um, we had several rooms in winter. We could not heat them. We had the heat fulls blast, but it just the the rooms were not able to be allocated to any um, any clients because um, the room was freezing inside. So, uh, it, it was well known that we had a few, um, they called them uh, at that time, ghosts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had a few presents there in, uh, in that hotel. And that hotel is touching the deadly uh, theater in London where uh, is one of the most haunted um, theaters in London when a play is going to be successful um, before it's um, shown to the public the very uh, last um, uh, a play between actors and no public. The go. There is a ghost that comes on the first floor and salutes the uh, actors. And where that takes place, that means the play will be very successful.
0: Wow! What is the name of the playhouse that that happens? Dudley. The
1: theater, the Dudley Theatre. Dudley Theatre.
0: Wow! Incredible. Oh, let I'm- me just. Can I ask you when you were a child and you very much knew the spirit world was real and you were getting these messages. Did you see them? Did you hear them? Did you just feel them? I right. mean, I know, I know it's, it's hard like, as a kid because that's your normal life. So you just believed everything.
1: This is a very good question. Um, well, I did not see as we see with our eyes. I didn't see faces. Um, the only thing I saw Um, a few times were beams of light, like disks of beaming white light, and there were several of them, and they were coming closer and closer to me and surrounding me, and telepathically they were talking to me. I was not hearing a voice from my my ears. Um, It was, um, they were making sentences and giving me a clear message. And I was hearing it, I think, through my imagination. They were, you know, impressing uh, um, words and ideas. Um, I I heard, I think, only twice, very clearly a voice. And that happened on two specific uh, situations. One of them, um, um, I had a sister at the age of 10. Um, uh, but before I, I, I had no sister, no brothers. And, um, I, I was very much wanting to, to have uh, a sister or a brother. And, um, my, my parents left me at home alone, uh, at a very young age. Um, they had to go to work and, um, uh, I'm glad nothing happened to me. <laughs> of course. But uh, Yes. And I was pretty well behaved, but, um, what happened um, when my mother would close, uh, lock the door with a key, a few seconds later, um, the room where I was got filled with people. Those people were not looking at me, were not talking to me, but I could see them, and they were much older. I felt like being in a retired home mm-hmm. because um, they were – parties of two parties of four parties of three and they had their own activities um, some women were doing the crochet some men were playing the cards um, etc Scrabble, and they were really not looking at me but I knew the space was filled with those people and uh, so I knew I was not alone and sometimes I, um, I found this way of being alone by opening one or two umbrellas and putting scarves covering the umbrellas going inside and and feeling like i had a a little tent (laughs) i was camping on my own and when my mother would return i would say to her um who are those people that they come when you leave and uh And she was uh, just shocked that I said something like that. She was like, there there are no people coming here. What are you talking about? And I thought, oh, I better keep this for myself. I guess she doesn't see them, so she she doesn't believe me. Um, And on one situation, I was um, talking to the spiritual world, and I was asking them for a sister. And I was almost crying and really demanding one, and on and on and on. And I think I tired them up. And I suddenly heard a noise, it was a man's voice, and it was kind of authoritative. And he made me stop immediately, he he said, we heard you. Just like that. And I thought, oh my god, I dare not ask again. I think they really got the message this time. (laughs) And then my mom felt pregnant, and
0: I had a sister. <laughs> so they listened. <laughs> you know, Anita, it just this sounds so interesting, because even myself, I'm on my own spiritual journey, as we all are, and I'm yeah. trying to pay attention to voices that come inside me or into my mind that's different than the normal voice that's in my mind, little chatterbox that's... Yeah. Always talking and every so often there's this uh, this voice of just, I don't know, it sounds wise, it sounds like an idea that I normally wouldn't have and I'm going to just trust my gut instinct that that's the spirit world or my guides or whomever, but to know that it's possible uh, to see like you're seeing or to hear yeah. like you've heard or even mm-hmm. to hear that music, like that's possible.
1: Yes, yes. And, you know, when you witness any moment that sounds um, different or coming from somewhere else, what I do is I wrap it with love. I send love. As soon as I do that, they give it back to me ten times stronger. When I feel that um, bigger, I know they are uh,
0: answering me. Hmm. When you feel I know-
1: Yes I I know the voice is not mine I right. know that that thought wasn't really mine it was impressed on me to 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 take or or to think about it but the what I do is I'm grateful for it I say thank you and then I send love and and there there is an immediate reaction when the, it comes from spirit world and you you react that way it's just like you, you know you in the presence of something
0: mm, and love is so powerful probably the most powerful thing you know there's a a story true story that in the early days when people would run marathons um the fastest man alive i don't i don't know how fast he went cuz i'm not a runner but n- no one could run a marathon uh in less than 4 minutes or something like that or -hmm. it was always over four minutes and it just couldn't be done and so one day I think his first name was Bill I don't remember the last name people can look that up Uh, but this man actually ran uh, a mile in uh, four minutes and so because he did it all of a sudden it became normal that everybody could do it and Mm -hmm. not everybody you had to train of course but when we When we believe something's impossible, it is impossible. When we believe it is possible and somebody else does it, suddenly that opens up a new world. So by the experience you're sharing, it it now has planted a seed in my mind and everybody's mind who's listening that these kind of things are possible for us.
1: Yeah, allowing,
0: allowing the
1: possibility
0: yeah, very you know, good.
1: You know, believing comes with experience uh-huh. and comes with other steps, but allowing the possibility that we know so little and and, and the truth and the reality of, of what surrounds us is so much bigger than what we can imagine. Allowing that um, enables us to
0: live magic every day. Oh, I like the sounds of magic every day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to look for it. We, we do have to look for it sometimes and allow it allow it to be there. But you know, it's so interesting because uh, time goes by so fast in life and it doesn't matter whether you're 20 years old or yes. 90 years old right now. We are all on our own individual adventures, right?
1: Yes, and I, I, I think, I mean, that's my belief. Our body ages. But our spirit has no age, especially like when you're involved with spiritual world, uh, when, you, when you have this really strong belief that um, you will go somewhere after the face the of dying. Dying is transformation. Dying is just a passage. Uh, I think our soul, our spirit, that doesn't age. It just gets more experience and, and, and more understanding and more tolerance
0: and stretches every time a bit more. Mm-hmm. When did you, oh, how do I ask this? I mean, as a young person, you knew the spirit world was around, but when did you get involved with um, actually being able to work with people and prove to them through your mm-hmm. words that their loved ones are still around? How did that develop for you?
1: Um, well, at school, um, sometimes I was speaking to teachers or, or friends in my class, and I knew the words didn't come from me. And sometimes they looked at me in a weird way. Um, and I remember one day this boy said to the teacher, she speaks weird. She speaks really funny. Mm-hmm. She speaks like an old woman, and uh, <laughs> and um, sometimes I knew I was not um, in charge of the words I was saying. Really. Yes. So that really, um, I was conscientious of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much then in different jobs I had um, a hotel industry or flying I I feel very much sometimes that takes place too um, I say things to people and after I say them I realize what I just said and I think what where did that come from mm-hmm. um so it's it's like i I feel they accompany me, and through me they touch people constantly and I'm delighted i'm delighted to 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 extend my you know my arm my hand so i I can touch a human being. I love that
0: well, and you're definitely in the service business it's interesting. Somebody just wrote to me not too long ago, and they don't know what their mission in life is, you know, kind of their mm-hmm. spiritual mission. And I just had the advice, look to see what it is you're already doing and what you're passionate about, and look for a common denominator. That's Be- right. Because even for me, I'm I'm a chef, I feed people, uh, caterer, you know, day job, and then... You know, doing this show and writing the book, but the common denominator is making a difference with people, helping people in their lives, whether it's through food or inspiration or education uh, yes. and all that. So you are definitely in the service business.:
1: <laughs> Yes, I agree. I totally agree uh, and And working with public teaches you enormously. Um, you, you have instincts that develop um, and, and you also uh, develop your psychic uh, abilities, uh, possibilities uh, working with public. Um, it's not really what we do, it's how we do it. I think it doesn't matter that we clean a street or, yeah. or serve a table in a restaurant or dictate orders to a thousand employees, Is how much love we put in it. How do we impact the others? How we inspire the ones who need guidance? I, I think that's that's really the work. It's, it's not about the job, but
0: how we do it. Beautiful. I've I just had a memory. I'd gone on vacation once and I was on a cruise and we stopped at a, a beach that everybody could spend a few hours. And there was a security guard there, old man, And I ended up saying hello to him. And he, out of his mouth, Anita, came the most beautiful words of inspiration about living life. And I thought, where did you learn that? What what book did you learn that? Uh, You know, did you learn that at a course? He says, no. He says, I've always lived here and I've worked on the beach. And he says, the waves taught it to me. All the hours he spent just looking at the waves, like this inspiration came. And uh, Yeah:
1: Yeah, and probably he said those words because your heart needed to hear them.
0: Yeah, was, yes, exactly. Perfect words mm-hmm. to hear. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, sometimes we hear the most magical words from total strangers and people that we're not going to see ever again, but um, for those minutes that we spend together is going to help us to evaluate.
0: Oh, it's true. And other people may have no idea that someone's speaking through them. You know, they, we just think, oh, they must be our idea. And, and we just speak the words that come into our minds. And really kind of like earth angels, so to speak. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Did you teach, uh, did you actually learn mediumship? Cause I know you pract, you, you are a medium and you don't just, fly the friendly skies but you you work with clients and do medium readings is that something that came natural or did you train for that
1: right very good question well um as uh, in my early 20s lots of experiences were taking place and I didn't know what to do with it and where that was taking me and why it was happening to me um and um I will later touch on uh, how I became a spiritualist, but um, before that, um, how it started. Well, I um, all those things were happening to me, and I, I, I sincerely didn't know if I was losing it a bit. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then what happened is uh, September eleventh happened, and uh, for my company and. And and lots of people around the world. Um, it had a huge impact. The next two, the following two years after that tragedy, uh, my life totally changed. Um, for those two years, um, I became like a sponge. Um, as a flight attendant, every f- passenger was coming on the plane. I could feel all the anguish and. Um, and the stress they had and um, um, the the terrible things that might have happened to them. Um, I was not seeing joy or happiness. I was um, absorbing all the difficulties, uh, uh, passengers on board. Wow. So just to uh, imagine when I was um, getting to my room in the hotel, I was so drained out, so tired, so uh, sad that um, I was doing something uh, kind of strange, but that was my only recipe to be able to get some sleep. I would feel a bath and I would put my, wa- my head under the water um, as long as I could. And when I would come out, I was able to actually uh, fall asleep because I was kind of fainting in, in in my bed. But that was my only way of um, recovering from the fatigue of flying. For two years, I was absorbing, absorbing emotional uh, sides of, of passengers. And that was, um,
0: that was very, very disturbing. And not healthy. I can't imagine.
1: And, oh, no, healthy at all. And I had no one to talk uh, to about this because right. I thought if I Speak to a colleague of mine. My God, they're going to think uh, you need medication, and they're going yeah. to put me in a house, and I'll be locked up, and I'll have no life. Right. And, and uh, I was very lonely for those two years, um, and I um, um, for uh, flight attendants in flight ninety three. I I knew them pretty well, so it, it really impacted me um, that um, that time. Yes. Sure. Um, so after that I I joined a college of psychic studies in London in South Kensington. Okay. And I went to my very first course during 3 months it was once a week for almost 2 hours we were a small group and after that uh, early evening uh, class, we would go for dinner, uh, and we would talk about the exercises. And I thought, oh, finally, a place where I feel um, I feel comfortable, and mm-hmm. I can share lots of things. And it gave me a lot of reassurance. And at the end of the three months, the the teacher uh, at that. Um, at that college, she uh, mentioned to me. Um, she asked me if I knew the Arthur Findlay College, and she said, "Well, I think it's a place for you. I think it'll be good if you go there." And I was 34 years old. I'm 40, almost 47 now, and I went to my very first course at Arthur Findlay College, and the course was called "Are You a Medium?" Mm-hmm. I thought, well, I need to find out. That's a great uh, name. <laughs> yes, am I crazy? Am I a medium? Mm-hmm. I need medication, but right now I need to know. I need to know because that's it. I I can't continue anymore, any longer this way. So um, I went to this course, and uh, on the fourth day, it was one week course. On the fourth day, I received my first message, my first contact. And uh, you have no idea the joy I had. I think I was um, jumping, uh, not touching the ceiling. Is in quite high in that college. Wait, but, now you were
0: the one giving the medium reading. Is that
1: yeah, what you mean? Yes, I, I had my first message oh. through a, 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 someone in spirit. Okay. Uh, on a on fourth day of one week course. And
0: um, do you remember birth- what happened? The Anything about the, like what kind well, of information you saw or gave?
1: I don't. I don't remember the information, but I remember when it after it took place. Uh, I had this beautiful teacher um, that I still uh, have, Eileen Davis. Oh, I, I know said, her. She's yeah, great. She's, she's the best. She's the best. Mm-hmm. She's just an angel. Um, I said to her, "Oh, it's like." It's like on a foggy day, you on a on 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 a in a car driving, and you see the panels, but you can't perceive straight away everything that's written on. So it's like the panel keep keeps coming, and you keep driving, and and the second time you see a bit more, and the fourth time you see almost everything, and the fifth time you get it. And, and so on. And I said to her, it's almost like dri- driving on a very foggy uh, road. Yes. And she looked at me and she said, exactly, that is how it is. And I thought, wow, I had no idea it was going to be presented that way. I thought, oh, I thought it would be much easier, you know. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like." In movies where you see the person who sees so clearly the spirit person and hears her doesn't need a phone. Yes, I can hear you a hundred percent. Oh no no, that was that was very different. So I started like that. I that was my first course, then I almost every year I went for one or two courses. Nice. It was very interesting. Every time I would go for a course, I could see the evolution. I could see the changes. I could see things were much easier, uh, uh, smoother. Um, And really, it was uh, very much about abandoning me and just be at the service of the spiritual world. And not worrying about anything, letting everything go, not having filters, not be guarded. Just relax like you've had a hot chocolate and now you need to digest <laughs> it. You know, uh, I won't say smoking because I don't smoke and I don't drink, but <laughs> I do eat lots of chocolate. Hot
0: chocolate's good. Good yeah. example.
1: Exactly. It, it was, I, I realized that uh, the easier to communicate is, is totally to relax and, and to, to have total trust and, and have confidence that when you send a, a beautiful intention, and when I say beautiful, it means wrapped with love. Intention is everything. Then everything takes place
0: and magic is there once more. That's beautiful. <laughs> wow. When did you start um, actually having clients uh, and being a medium that way?
1: Yes, good question. Um, Well, uh, I'm not hiding the fact that I started uh, exercising with my colleagues at work. And I was telling them about my courses and lots of them lined up to... uh, Of course, they did. (laughs) Yes, and I was so happy. I received so much encouragement. And, you know, at the end of every session uh every moment i had with a colleague i i'm sure i was the one who was the most uh, surprised that what took place mm-hmm. um so it started like that i practiced a lot with my colleagues my friends friends of friends and then i i started having um colleagues of mine saying well anita uh we'd like to give you something but we don't know what to give you um, uh, if it is a voucher, you need to put a price and that's how it started for me to starting, um, uh, put, putting value to, to the work. Yes. Uh, it, it, it was a long process. It was a very long process. It was very difficult for me to, um, to value myself. Easier to value others than yourself. Oh,
0: we, don't we all know that?
1: yeah yeah so it, really to, to to be serious with uh, giving readings, I think it's about three years ago that uh, things started.
0: So have you with done 30, medium readings at thirty thousand feet in the air? <laughs>
1: well, um, magic again happens, Sandra, and sometimes I don't ask for it. Um, things. Uh, out of the blue uh, can take place um in 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 a very strange way um, but yes um things have happened uh, on flights that I had no control it was completely out of my control. Can you give an uh, example yes i yes
0: um I'm just trying to visualize it's fun listening to you and your stories yeah. so.
1: Well, a colleague of mine that is a very dear, uh, wonderful man, um, beautiful heart. Um, I was working with him and we were serving drinks. So we in economy, uh, the last cabin on the plane and we're serving people. And I keep hearing, I keep hearing words and names and I'm thinking, oh, this is weird. What, what is this about? And I felt it was very much connected with my colleague. Okay. And I won't mention the name. And I I, I tried to keep it quiet and hoping that it would just go away. Uh-huh. And when we finished the service, we sat down, we started eating, and it and came back. The voices came back again and words and names. So... I thought, oh, okay. I have to be brave and uh, find out um, for who is this for, and why do I have this? And maybe if I mention quickly, you know, this this stops. Right. So I um, I ask him, you know, um, I'm I'm sorry to, to mention this. I, I I keep hearing this name and these words. Uh, I I don't know if this relates to you. Uh, I mean, of course, if if you don't want to talk about it or this is not about you it's fine uh, I, I won't uh, insist so I mentioned to him um I uh, I have little memory now of what specifically it mm-hmm. was That's
0: okay.
1: um and and he's he's he looked at me he didn't answer anything for quite for long seconds and he just kept looking at me and I thought okay now he's going to say I'm totally freaking him out mm-hmm. and I'm and for the second service he's going to work on the other side with somebody else of course (laughs) so i'm thinking okay just say i can take it no worries just say what's in your mind and um he says he says to me yes i can take everything you're saying of course and what the the weird thing was he was not surprised he was not surprised that I say those things to him, and he asked me for more wow so uh it was it, it was a very interesting flight. I didn't see the time going by um I kept talking to him, and um I was actually bringing out his childhood and the challenges and what he had to face and i I am very much um Uh, 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 an emotional person so I feel I feel um, emotions and I felt him as a little boy and I felt what he had to respond to and I felt by transmitting what I was feeling I was healing him I was I was almost like holding his heart and saying I know this heart has has had some aches and I'm sorry, but your heart is beautiful. And hold on to your heart. Be proud of who you are, because you're a beautiful soul. I, I felt very much like I was holding his heart and and showing to him the beauty inside. Um, it it really stayed a, a magical flight, and I um. I went on. Even further, I, um, I saw his previous job uh, than being a flight attendant and I had no idea um, what, uh, I had no clues, no one told me uh, and it gave me any information about his previous job. Um, but I kept seeing someone and a certain um, physic and how, how it looked uh, I couldn't see the face, but he was very much showing me his posture, and I thought, what a strange thing—to uh-huh. not show the face, not give me a name, but to show me how he's standing on on a cane—and I thought, what a what a weird person. Uh-huh. And I so I I imitated what uh, the spirit made me uh, made me see, and he said to me, "Oh." I know exactly, I know, I I know exactly what that is. And when he gave me the explanation, I was, uh, well, I think it took me a few days to recover because I thought, wow, if this is not a proof that, uh, um communication with spirit world take place without you even being prepared mm-hmm. without you meditate without you even sending the intention um just because it has a purpose and they need you wow this was amazing well before being a flight attendant he was in charge of the dressing room of the costumes of the last tour of Michael Jackson oh yeah yeah and, you know, I had a quite a, a humble um, – uh, um, what's the word? Um, oh, I've forgotten the word now. That's okay. Um, um, a sla- well, I received like a slap on my face. Mm-hmm. I uh, Yes. Um, during the, the message I was giving to my colleague, I, um, I was told by – by this spirit that um he had nothing to do with the abuse of children and he made me uh, aware that i did um, i did um, think he was guilty um and he he just made clear to me that he was not and i felt really bad of um uh, I realize our, our thoughts are so uh, fragile and so um, important. Um, you can think badly of someone you don't know and because you believe the media and you believe the right. influence around you, yeah. you, you put a stamp on that person and you think, okay, you're guilty, you're a bad person and i really had a slap on my face that day i it took me a while to to recover from that i send a lot of um stories and and please forgive me um to that spirit but that was um uh lots of lessons i learned on that flight uh, with the through this thanks to this colleague
0: mm, it's amazing That the spirit world can be with us anywhere. So it can be on the ground. It could be 30,000 feet in the air. There's probably a scuba diver that has (laughs) gotten messages, things like that. And, you know, there's just something I want to just say, Anita, and this is to... You and our listeners, I've had a lot of mediums on this show. And, you know, part of my ego worries that people will think, oh, am I trying to sell people's services? Well, yeah. th- there's two things. So, no, I, I don't make any profit off sharing the mediums I I talk to with the audience. The thing is, is I I do know there's people grieving. I know it makes a difference to speak to someone and have them give you accurate information. I know that's very healing, but there's another, there's another reason is there are so many people in the spirit world that want to come through that the yeah. spirit world is looking for more mediums.
1: Mm-hmm. And I keep
0: hearing this loud and clear in my head right now. And like, a. Uh, Anita went to the class, Are You a Medium? You know, to find out. If (laughs) if anybody listening right now has just the same question in your mind, you probably are. (laughs) And if you're not interested, you're not interested. I mean, you only follow things that you're passionate about. But if there's that little hint that you might be somebody interested in finding out more about mediumship, and, and playing around with it and learning some of the basics and testing it out. Uh, it, it's time to jump in because there's so much pain and suffering on planet earth. And could you imagine, you know, being used and not even for pay. I mean, just to even ha- be able to, to do this and help someone else and practice and, and things. So one of the other reasons I'm thinking about, um, this Facebook group. Is that it'll give us a private place that we can explore, we can practice on each other, um, and, and learn more. And so, and exchange,
1: exchange information with yeah. each other. Yes. yes. Because yes.
0: people have taken different courses, people have done different things, some people just beginning. How do I get started? And to have a group of people and from all over the world that are interested in, and helping others, and and by helping others, of course, we ultimately uh, get healed ourselves, and nothing feels better. I don't think. I mean, how does it feel to you, Anita, when you are just right on and you can deliver a message to somebody's from their loved one?
1: Wow, it's uh, you know, it's like a firework um, inside of me that, you know, goes so high, so high and it touches the spirit world. And it's like we are uh, hand in hand and we say to each other, wasn't that wonderful? Um I, I think the rewards, are, there they are no words. There are no words. It's just a, a, an immense celebration.
0: Mm. I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited uh, about the future and, um, and sharing and, you know we are all souls that are having this human experience right now so yes anita's taken many courses and she's done a lot of practicing but we all start somewhere and if you have that little nudge you know like let's play with this let's see where it goes you know and i want to make you know not everyone can fly to the arthur finley college so i'm through these episodes i'm trying to bring the education, so that we can start practicing, and then by having this Facebook group, it, it'll be a a place where we trust each other, you know, and, it, yeah. and it's okay to be wrong. And when we're it, we're okay with being wrong, and we can just, like you say, have that cup of hot chocolate and relax, you know, that's the time where you know this the spirit can work through us. So. Ah, uh, Anita, time's gone by fast, so it's just about to time to wrap it up. But I want to just ask you, because I love that you sent me this, um, in the, in Facebook, just that the spirit world does exist and that they give us encouragement and strength to believe in ourselves. And that's where the real treasure of life can be found. Could you just speak a little bit about believing in ourselves and maybe our journey here on earth? Um, maybe this invisible support we have. Just leave us with some.
1: Well, I'd like to leave you with uh, my one of the biggest miracles that happened to me and how I became a spiritualist. Oh yes, okay. Um, many years ago, um, I was living in England, and uh, I passed a spiritualist church, and I thought, "Oh, what is that?" And a few days later, I went for curiosity um i enter that spiritual church um with only one person we were only two and one medium so imagine uh, the face of the medium she said well if i don't have a message for one of you i think i should change job well before i start telling you what happened as we sat down Two years previous to go to this uh, spiritualist church, I was in Paris and a friend of mine took me to this beautiful church, Rue du Bac, in, in Paris. And she said to me, before we go, why don't you write down things that you need help with? And I wrote four sentences. And I actually dedicated to Bernadette. And I asked Bernadette Delours if you can grant me um, those four requests. I need help on this, 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 and this. And so my friend um, um, introduced me to this church and she said, okay, we place the request in this basket. And when they close the doors every day, priests actually read every, um, every request. Wow. So two years later, I am in this church, we sit down and uh, it's my very first experience and i'm thinking what am i doing here oh there's only another person this is weird
0: yeah of course
1: obviously this is not a very successful business no <laughs> anyway so the the lady um um she she starts uh, with singing together and then um and then straight away she looks at me and she says i i, I have i have a message for you And I'm thinking, right, okay. Um, I I was not convinced of anything. I just didn't know what it was, what was going to really take place. She says to me, "Um, I have a message, but it's not from a person from your family. And I thought, oh, well, that's great. How am I going to validate? You can just say anything you want. Right. And I'm thinking, okay, this starts really well. Um, Let's be polite and wait until uh, the end. Yeah. And, And... um then she says well um she started feeling emotional and she says oh um this is m- my very first time i have a message from a saint and i'm thinking oh here we go a saint now
0: crazy oh, yeah oh,
1: you know yeah yeah <laughs> i was really making fun of her and she says uh, well do you know Bernadette de Lourdes? and i'm thinking well yeah so does the whole planet knows who benedict de Lourdes is I'm thinking, okay, big deal. Mm-hmm. She says, well, didn't you ask something to her? And as she says that, I'm thinking, I asked her something?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what is she talking about? And then the I, I think my feet, you know, left the ground because she said the four sentences no. I wrote piece of paper no yes. really yes. yes yes i'm not kidding goosebumps I, I think myself. i went so white i went so i went on a state of shock because the gentleman who was next to me so i i looked really really pale and the lady approached and she sat and she continued the message and and she said, "Well, she's going to grant you those four wishes, and she sends love to you, etc., etc." And um, um, and then she looked at the gentleman, and he's. He, she said to him, "I think, I don't know if she drove or if she took the bus, but if she took the bus, I think you better drive her or, or, or <laughs> her <to> go home." Because <laughs> I think I was completely, um, you know, uh, blown I looked-
0: away. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. And so I, I went home. Uh, this gentleman took me home. He, he was lovely. Um, and I called a friend who took me to the church. And I, uh, I spoke to her and I said, are you seated? Because you need to be seated for this. And so I told her what I did that afternoon. And, um, and there was no response on the phone. And I'm like, are you there? Are you there? Can you hear me? She was like, I don't know what to say. This is so shocking. And and I just want to say um, this was one of the numerous miracles that happened to me. Um, and I'm not inventing anything um, because this is... Too big for me to invent a story like this. And
0: why would you really?
1: Yes, yes. And I want to say in uh, several uh, private readings with uh, Eileen Davis and with other mediums, um, Bernadette Delors has come through, giving me more messages. So, um, miracles do happen. Uh, another reality and many other realities um, do take place just side by our our own reality and what really counts is your little voice inside don't wait for someone to tell you how it is just feel hear and listen to it Um, we have our own voice each one of us and the beauty is to allow this miracle to take place
0: oh anita
1: thank you you're
0: welcome. Thank you to you, Sandra. Oh, you just left so inspiring, and you did. You do have a website, which I just want to tell the listeners now, um, which is joy dash n dash medium dot com. And the the joy dash n it's n for Nancy. Well, I don't know if it's for Nancy, but it's joy-n-medium.com. And you can contact Anita. And she does readings over the, well, in the skies, on the ground, (laughs) over the phone. Anywhere. (laughs) Anywhere, anyhow. But what a beautiful woman you are, Anita. And I thank Thank you. you, really thank you for Dedicating your life to this, being open, listening, sharing, being courageous, following your your instincts, uh, learning, and, and being with us here today really has been wonderful.
1: It couldn't be otherwise. It couldn't be otherwise. And being very grateful to you, Sandra, thank you for this opportunity.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. And to our listener, thank you for being here. I tell you, I think maybe there might be a little flame growing inside some people right now, thinking, ooh, could I do this? And nobody says you have to be a a medium and and accept clients, but just to... To know in your heart how close the spirit world is. And on occasion, you, you never know, you, some words might come out of your mouth for someone that really needs to hear it. So if you're interested in this, let's play. Okay. So just a few things. You can look at all the past episodes on WeDon'tDieRadio.com. We have about 170 of them. It's crazy what, how far we've come in the last two years. Uh, also, if you click the insiders club, you can get a free read of my book. We Don't Die, and also great healing audio called How to to Survive Grief. And as a reminder, uh, if you can be bold and courageous and fly out to Scottsdale, Arizona in September 15th through 17th, come meet me at this symposium. I tell you, there's nothing like it on Earth. The people that are going to be there, oh my goodness. And if you can't, I understand. I do believe it's all going to be recorded. Um, But I invite you to check out AfterlifeStudies.org. Anyways, and then go to Facebook if you're on it if not, join, it's a good place to be and just type in We Don't Die listeners and um, you know, send a request to be part of the group and of course I say yes to everybody, but let's play, let's just see what our community can do and develop and let's meet some friends that we have for eternity so in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain I've been your host on We Don't Die Radio and I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important, so thank you for listening